Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So welcome to this episode of the Roxpal Rocky Report, brought to you by roxpal.com. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm one of the co-experts on the site. And excited today to bring you an exclusive interview with Rocky's infield prospect, Alan Trejo. You're going to hear that after the break, but I love talking to Trejo about not only what he has learned in his second spring training, watching Trevor's story behind the scenes, you know, but also some of who he is as a player. And I think so often we lose sight of what motivates these individuals, what gets them going in the morning. And all of these prospects that we talk about so much, the Colton Welkers, uh, you know, the Jamison Hannes, all of these players that have made an impact this season from a prospect level at spring training, we lose sight of the fact that every one of these young men lost time last season because of COVID-19, lost an entire minor league season. So what happens to their development? What happens to a year where they didn't see their competitors on the mound or they didn't face them at the plate? What happens to their development? And I think that this is one of the biggest stories coming into 2021 in my mind. What happens to the prospects? How much did COVID-19 set back their development? And so that's something that we talked about with Alan Trejo, but it's also something I want you to be thinking about as we enter into the season. Because we know that we as fans, we as journalists, we as uh, you know, constant watchers of this team are always interested in what's coming next. We're always interested in these young players that could potentially be building blocks for the Rockies heading into future generations. What happens to a Zach Veen, a Drew Romo, a Colton Welker? Uh, a Ryan Rollison. What happens to all these players who did not get to play last season? Some of them were at the alternate training site, and we talked to Trejo about that because he was a part of that. But some of them literally had to figure out a way to stay in tune, to stay in shape, to stay ready. And so it's a very interesting thought process heading in to this season. I want you to make sure that you've got that in mind as we play our interview with Alan Trejo. But now, hey, let's have a quick word from our sponsors. Our our sponsor for the podcast is Manscaped. Support for it is brought to you by Manscaped, the best company in the men's below-the-belt grooming. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for for your grooming experience. 
Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and we have an exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. They've created the best below-the-belt hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It also comes with an LED light for a more precise shave, and it's also waterproof. The Lawnmower 3.0 also comes with a crop preserver and anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the, the code FANSIDED20, F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D, and the number 20 at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Thank you for that, Noah. We certainly appreciate Manscaped's uh, support of the Rocks Power Rockies report. You know, Rockies fans, this has been a tough week. Uh, it's been a very tough week looking back. Obviously, we had the news about Cal Freeland, his shoulder strain. We know that that's going to shuffle the uh, rotation. We know that now there is the question about the fifth starter. Again, our belief is that that is going to be Chichi Gonzalez, and our belief is that the Rockies will not need a fifth starter until the April 10th game against the Giants in San Francisco. Then, of course, we get the news about Scott Oberg, and I think that the news has been more crushing on Oberg than Freeland because this is the fourth time that Scott Oberg has been through surgery to relieve blood clots. And now you're looking at, is this really a career-ending injury? And Bud Black, uh, in our morning discussion with him on Saturday, was not ready to say that yet. Uh, certainly, there are a lot of things that have to be discussed between Scott and the healthcare professionals, but, but Bud Black was not ready to say that this was the end of Scott Oberg's career. We need to think, though, what will this do for Scott Oberg in the future? And not just as a player, but as a human, as a father, as a husband, as, as a person. You know, and, and is pitching going to put his life in danger? Now, these are some of the questions that I know the doctors are going to be answering. These are not questions that we can answer right now. But don't expect Scott Oberg back in 2021, obviously. Uh, Bud Black said this morning that there was going to be a lot of weeks and months at questions answered ahead. Uh, so this is not going to be something we know the answer to tomorrow or the next day. It could well be you know, the All-Star break. It could well be later in the season. It could be earlier. Who knows? But there are a lot of questions that have to be answered about Scott Oberg. And we wish him nothing Nothing but the best moving forward. A great guy uh, on and off the field. A big part of the Rockies fabric. And it's certainly going to be something that Scott Oberg is missed this season. Not just on the field, but his presence in the clubhouse. And Bud Black talked a little bit about that in our Saturday, Saturday media session. And I don't think that that can be taken lightly. Because whenever we entered the 2021 season... We talked about, you know, we heard Kyle Freeland talk about how they were going to surprise people and be the snake in the grass. And and I heard this myself while I was at Rocky Spring Train talking to players like Ryan McMahon and, and John Gray and, and others who said, you know, don't count us out. You know, that's why we play the games. You know, all the things that they're supposed to say, they said. But these are two big pieces that the Rockies have lost just this week. And we're overlooking 
it's kind of lost in the shuffle is that we still are unsure of the timing for Brendan Rogers return. So, you know, the Rockies have already been hit by the injury bug. What does this mean for the team this year? We know the early part of the schedule was going to be daunting for the Rockies, starting with that four game series at home against the Dodgers. These injuries are not helping that early part of the schedule, that NL West focused early part of the schedule. Uh, you know, don't forget they're all out of the gate with the Dodgers, then an off day, then the Diamondbacks at home before heading off to San Francisco. So, you know, right out of the gate, you're talking about 10 games against division foes. And I know that there are more in the month, but I'm just focused on those 10 games because I think we're going to know a lot about the demeanor of this team and the direction of this team even after those 10 games. I know it's a small sample size, but I still say that knowing what they do against the Dodgers, how they rebound or keep things going against the Diamondbacks, and then immediately turn around and go to sea level to play San Francisco in a, a stadium where it's tough for the Rockies often. I think these 10 games are going to determine a lot. And knowing the emotional mindset of these guys as well after these 10 games, you know, because they've already endured a lot in camp. There have already been enough gut punches this off season. We know the Nolan Arenado thing. We know that they've been bombarded with questions. We know that there is a, a, a cloud for lack of a better term, hanging over this team right now, not knowing what direction things are going to go with Trevor story. And so there's a lot that the players are dealing with behind the scenes right now. And they're using each other, to kind of boost themselves up. And that's what they should be doing. That's the definition of team. That's the definition of family in the clubhouse that none of us really ever get to see, except in very small snippets whenever we reporters get to go in the clubhouse before or after the game. But during the game, in the dugout, these are the things that we don't see. And so you get a vibe. And right now, the Rockies are having leaders on their team go down. Oberg is a big loss. Freeland is a big loss, just in terms of the mojo of this team. Now, there's still Charlie Blackman. There's still Trevor Story. There's still Daniel Bard. There are still guys in that clubhouse who are leaders and veterans and guys who can be pillars in the midst of the storm. But don't underestimate what is going on right now at the end of spring training and the impact it could have on the first 10 games of the season. Am I being a Debbie Downer here? Absolutely not. I'm being a realist though. And I'm being uh, very partial to the knowledge that leadership matters when tough times hit. And Trevor Story is a great player but he could well prove his worth to the Rockies more than ever just in this time right now. Being that quiet, confident, rallying guys together. You know, we heard a lot in spring training about who were the leaders of the team. And a lot of people talked about how Trevor has really developed into that leader in the clubhouse. Now, again, Story is a guy that if you listen to his interviews, he's very quiet, he's very soft-spoken, he's very measured in what he says. We don't get to see that leadership that goes on behind the scenes. But make no mistake that Bud Black is doing a good job right now 
of keeping his team together. But it takes more than him and his coaching staff to lead these guys through the tough times. It takes that internal compass. And I think that that is where Trevor Story could perhaps play his biggest role this season. Is just right now and how the season starts off. My two cents on that. And the reason that Trevor Story is so much on my mind as we start this podcast is the fact that I talked to Alan Trejo uh, in an exclusive interview uh, that you'll hear in just a moment. And some of the things that he says about Trevor Story and what he's learned from him, I think that they're worth listening to because you get a sense for, you know, projections are Story could have a 30-30 season. I saw an MLB network the other night when they were talking about the Rockies. One of the projections were, uh, how about a 40-40 season for Story? Now that's lofty, okay? But that's all on the field as well. What about off the field? What about on the practice field? What about just in the conversations? That's where Trevor is making such a difference. And that's one of the things that I talked about with Alan Trejo in this interview that you're going to hear right after the break on the Rocks File, Rockies Report. So we're back here on the Rocks Pile, Rockies Report. Kevin Henry with RocksPile.com, joined by Rockies uh, infield prospect, Alan Trejo. Alan, how are you, man? Doing great, brother. You know, man, happy to be still in the big league camp and, you know, happy to be playing again. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, you know, second spring training with the Rockies. How has things changed for you between the first and the second, as just as far as who you are as a player and kind of who you are as a person? I think uh, maturity-wise, just on the field, uh, being around guys like Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, it, it definitely uh, speaks volumes, you know, just being around them and getting to learn how they go about their day and, you know, stuff like that. And I think maturity in the box, ultimately, I feel like last year uh, – I was just going in there with kind of without a plan. And, you know, as as you progress up in the system, you know, on your way to the big leagues, you have to get smarter. And I think that that's something that I've learned in the big uh, big league camp, at least. What was last season like for you? I mean, no, no minor league ball, the alternate training sites. So much was different. How did that impact you as a player and a person? It was tough, man. It was tough on, I think, a lot of people. But uh, it impacted a lot of of uh, good baseball players, as you know. Um, I was fortunate enough to be on the 60-man roster and be at the alternate site. Um, but it was just – it was tricky, man. We uh, we got a, fa- a phone call late – I think late June talking about where we're going to be, how we're going to – everything was going to go on. And it was just tricky. I mean, the the games that we're being a part of, like it was, it was not real baseball. We have a coach standing behind home plate calling balls and strikes and you're playing against your own teammates. So it was just, it was just different. And, uh, but you know what? I was blessed to be a part of it. And at least I got some baseball in. Did it, how did it impact your development? Do you think, I mean, uh, like you said, different surroundings, different circumstances, Mm -hmm. you know, do you ever play that? What if game, you know, if if you'd had a minor league season last year, what that might've done for you? I try not to play that game. You know, there's always so many what ifs. And I think a lot of people can get caught up in the negatives and all that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think being in the alternate side, it really helped me develop my game offensively. Um, I think just, like I said, being more mature in the box and and not always, you know, trying to do too much and trying to figure out who I was as a hitter. And, uh, you know, as you progress, like I said, 
uh, you start learning who you are and you start learning what you could do with certain pitches. Um, I think I was able to do a lot of learning last year, maybe not the way I would would have wanted to with that in my league season, but you know what? I still got the work in and uh, I got, think I got better. So you were at spring training last year when everything shut down. What was that time period like when you didn't know what was coming, uh, what the next steps might be for the season? It was scary, man. You know, all the work that we had uh, put in throughout the off season going into spring training and for it to just kind of, you know, be in shambles over in one day, really, because I remember the day it was, it was raining. We were going to head out to Milwaukee to play a spring training game and, the game got canceled because of rain, but then we were just all meeting up in the locker room. And next thing you know, the stuff went on with Rudy Gobert and the, in the NBA and uh, everything just moved so fast, man. It was scary. Next thing you know, you're on your way home and quarantining and you can't leave home, especially where I'm from in LA. You, you couldn't leave the house. It was like a, like a shutdown. And it, it was scary, man. I, I really didn't know where my career was going to go after that or what life was going to be like after that. Um, but you know, as you know, I think quarantine kind of taught us a little bit about ourselves and, um, it got, it gave us a lot of time to hang out with our loved ones, to be honest. Definitely the silver lining for sure. Yeah. Uh, Joined by Rockies infield prospect, Alan Trejo. Alan, uh, I've got to ask. So, you know, shutdown happens. You go to the alternate site. I've heard a lot of players say that it was kind of tough to, to find a, a motivation that it was tough, Mm -hmm. you know, without the environment there, how did you kind of pump yourself up every day knowing that, you know, it was going to be kind of groundhog day there at the, the alternate site. You know, man, I'm someone that loves to compete. And uh, luckily I grew up playing a lot of basketball. So, you know, a pickup game of basketball, you're competing. You don't need 30, 40 people in the stands watching you. So for me, it was, it was still tough you know, being in, at Coors Stadium, just yeah. playing with nobody there. But I think for me, it was a lot easier to just compete and, and go about my business, especially because you know, I hate, I hate failing. and I hate losing. I think that's just part of me. It's in my DNA. Um, but it, it does take a little bit of, of adjustment. Um, some days I'd have to pump myself up in the morning, you know, listen to some, some kind of music before the game. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was tough. Well, hey, let's flash forward to now. Good stuff happening, obviously. You're seeing a lot of time, short and third, uh, seeing a little bit of time at second as well. How are you kind of balancing between all the positions, and is that tough for you to kind of bounce back and forth? Uh, So the majority of the time during practice, I spend at shortstop. Not because, you know, I I want – obviously, I want to play shortstop, but I learn so much from from Trev. You know, I work with him every day, um, whether – we're in a shift or whether we're just taking ground balls that day. I think me being around him, um, I learned so much. So I, I don't really move around during practice. I usually do like individual stuff at third and second on my own. Um, but I soak everything in during practice that short. I don't have a problem moving around, but I think uh, naturally I just, I love shortstop as a position. It's a position I've been playing my entire career. So um yeah, that's where I'm at with it. You talk about all the stuff that you learned from Story, and obviously, you know, one of the best in the game right now. Is that and, – and defense has been his calling card. I know a lot of folks say that that's your calling card as well. What are some mm-hmm. things that you've picked up from him on the defensive side, uh, maybe, that uh, you, you've learned? Um, 
Man, definitely slowing the game down, man. I think that's something that a lot of young prospects have trouble with because we want to do everything so fast. We, you know, we're used to people running hard down the line, realistically. Um, and I think that has helped me out the, the most. And I, he just ignites so much confidence in me when we have conversations and, you know, just going about our day, taking ground balls together. Um, you know, it's good to have somebody to compete with every day too. It's not like I go over there and, and you know, I let him do his business. No, we're competing every single day. And I think that's also helped me too. That's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about the the clubhouse mentality that you've seen entering into this year? You know, there's a lot of folks who are, are down on the Rockies this year. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, and I know talking to a lot of the players, there's been this kind of us against the world and we're going to shock the world mentality. Is that what you feel whenever you come to Salt River every day? Absolutely, man. We got a huge chip on our shoulder. And I think this team's going to be a lot better than people think. Um, we're a bunch of guys that grind. You know, you look at our roster from one to 40, everyone grinds. And, uh, you know, I, a lot of people, you know, them, everyone's going to have their opinion about the Rockies without a doubt. But I think that uh, we got a good core group and um, we're just going to, you know, play baseball. You know, you never know what can happen in baseball. Exactly. You really never know. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about sport. I think that's why we, we all love this game. You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, Bud Black, uh, we talked to him earlier in the week about you. And of course, he mentioned that San Diego State connection. Uh, yeah. Talk a little about that Aztec connection that you guys have. And uh, does that come up in conversation? So, oh, all the time, man. Whenever San Diego State has a game uh, in baseball or basketball or whatever sport it may, it may be. We kind of, you know, talk about it before the day. But, uh, yeah, I met him. I had no, I had not formally met him until San Diego State. Uh, he did, like, an alumni dinner thing for, for I guess it was alumni, yeah. And uh, I happened to be there. My head coach, Mark Martinez, invited me, and he was like, this is going to be a great opportunity for you to get to know Bud. And, uh, yeah, he he spoke throughout the dinner, and then he mentioned me at the end and was just like, man, we're happy to have Trejo. He, Hopefully he can develop into the player that everyone sees him to be in the future. And, you know, it's just nice to have a connection with, with the big league manager beforehand, you know? And and I've got to ask when you hear things like that and, and, you know, you hear the talk about prospects just as much as anybody else. Do Mm -hmm. you, do you listen to that? Do you put it out of your mind? Is that motivation? How do you handle things like that? It's definitely just motivation, man, whether it's good motivation or bad motivation, I take it all the, all the same. You know, when, when my name's not on the prospect list or anything like that, that motivates me as well. Uh, but it definitely, it feels good to have, uh, you know, somebody that knows who I am up there top and uh, knows the kind of person I am and the kind of pride I take into my work. And, and I've got to ask, you know, you were pursuing a, a, a degree in aerospace engineering. And, yeah. and I read in the bio that you still love to build the model airplanes and everything else. What drew you into that? I'm curious. You know, I had a high school teacher in uh, at Warren High School. He's at Downey High School now, our rival school. And, uh, you know, I wasn't really into anything, you know, building-wise. And <laughs> we had an aerospace class, and I decided to join because he was my honors physics teacher. And I fell in love with him, man. He, his patience, his dedication to the craft that he was teaching us, man, it was, it was awesome. And then, you know, we had, I think it was just a project-only class, so it was not about tests. It was not about homework. It was about, all right, this is our project. And then you're going to have this amount of time to get it done. It's kind of like a real job. And, you know, I fell in love with that. That's cool. 
Very cool. Yeah. Always, always good to have teachers that inspire, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you a guy that sets goals for yourself before the season? Uh, you know, like numbers goals or performance goals or what, what do you kind of do to look ahead to what might happen during the year? You know, honestly, I never really looked. I mean, in my head, I always want to hit, right? I mean, just like any baseball player, I, I want to be able to hit 300 because I think I'm fully capable of it. Um, but at the end of the day, like going into season, that's the last thing on my mind. I just want to win yeah. um, and help the team win at whatever cost it may be, whether I'm on the bench coming in the eighth or ninth inning or, you know, starting the game and getting a double to win the game. It, it's just a matter of, I want to win. And that's, uh, that's just the mentality I've always had. And I've got to ask you, so progressing up through the minors, you know, you, you've been at Grand Junction, you've been at Lancaster, neither one of those are now affiliated with the Rockies. There's been a lot of right. changes in minor league baseball. Has that been kind of, weird for you to see the the shifts going on definitely i think uh it kind of sucked to see lancaster uh, be eliminated from uh, affiliated baseball because it's so close to home yeah and uh it was nice to have my family come out whenever i had home games and even road games so yeah it's been it kind of sucks to see teams go like that you know Uh, especially from a player that former player that played there um definitely a hitter's ballpark (laughs) so (laughs) But yeah, man, it, it, it sucks to see some of those uh, affiliates go, but at the end of the day, that's just business. And last question for you, my friend. Hey, uh, goals for you. Did you have any heading into spring and do you have any for the rest of spring training or is it just about getting better and competing every day? You know what, man? I, I think the biggest goal I had set for myself was to control the strike zone. And I I, I find myself to be such an aggressive hitter. And I think I, I should use that to my advantage, but a lot of the time early in my career, I was swinging too early at bad pitches that I couldn't handle. I was getting myself out more than anything. And I think going into spring training this year, I really focused on, you know, taking balls obviously, but taking good swings on strikes that I can do damage on. And I think that is something that I've done a pretty good job of as of late this spring. So yeah, man, I think that's something that you progressively get better at throughout your career, but that, that was my main goal. Very cool. Well, Alan, hey, man, it's a, uh, always a joy to watch you play. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes tonight to talk to us, and uh, best of luck to you, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Have a, good, have a good one. All right. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.